Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, card collectors of all ages, now it's time for Rock'em Sock'em Hockey Cards. Here's your host, Good afternoon, everybody! Woo! As Ric Flair would say, another crack-induced, I was going to say crack-induced, another crack show lined up for you, top-notch, top-drawer, however you want to say it, of Rock'em Sock'em Hockey Cards. The live podcast. We do it live. No pre-recorded stuff here. We take the phone calls. We have the live chat room. And we have it all. And today I want to apologize right off the bat. Because I've been promoting all week. I've been jazzed. I've been enthused. I was going to have Richard and Kareen. Kareen. I don't know how to accent it. I'm just a lowly guy from Queens, New York. But uh, we're going to have Richard and Kareen on. And uh, because of the long-distance problem, we could not make that happen. But I promise we will work around it. We will succeed where others have failed. That is the name of the game. They throw, You know, it's always something in broadcasting. It's always a curveball. But uh, that's due to my fault. I did not take in consideration that these guys would be calling international nationally. And I certainly would not want them to waste their hard-earned money talking to me. But as usual, as you know me in the past, I'm a resourceful man. I'm a guy that will get things done. And we will have the head honcho. Now, uh, Richard and Kareen are the hockey team at sportscardforum.com. Check them out. Talk to them. Do what you have to. Uh, but I, I went right to the top. This is how I rectified the situation. At least this is my part of the story I'm sticking to, is that I have got the owner of Sports Card Forum to fill in for their their shoes, which are tough shoes to fill, people. I mean, they're hockey people, so we know they're beloved, uh, you know, amongst our ranks. We've got Scott. Scott K. will be joining us in a few minutes as uh, we get the lowdown on the, the whole thing about sports cards form, how it, how it, it, it formulated and how it, it's existing and um, the wonderful things he's doing and the wonderful things it's doing as well. So, we'll also be dabbling in to the release of the 2016-17 The Cup. That's right. On previous programs, I said that there probably wouldn't be a The Cup release. I didn't see it on my radar, but apparently... It's happening, and it's big stuff. I've got opinions on that. We'll talk more about the young guns. 
we'll, uh, we'll first step into the world of hockey before we dabble into the cardboard, uh, the cardboard universe. Holy moly. Chris Poley, Tyler to Foley, looking at some of these offensive leaders, really some shockers here. Uh, not much, uh, you know, uh, changing from last week where we were, uh, I was exuding uh, Steven Stamkos, the assist machine that he is, leading the league with 21 points after a bounce back season. Uh, where Steven uh, was hurt primarily most of the season. Uh, Nikita Kucherov looks gold. He looks spectacular. Stop the lightning. Stop Dan Girardi and the lightning in their tracks. So you have Kucherov leading the league in goals with 12, Ovechkin 10. He's kind of slowed down. And uh, Austin Matthews creeping up with eight. Jaden Schwartz with seven. Mark Stone with seven. There's some new names here. Sean Couturier, seven. And I think most impressively, that's going to be included in the Young Guns this year. And I actually am the recipient of an Artifacts Ruby of this rookie, Clayton Keller of the Arizona Coyotes. Probably the worst team I've seen on ice uh, in about 35 years. Uh, probably as bad as the expansion Jets way back when, in the early 80s. Was it 79, 80, whatever, 80, 81, I don't remember. It's so long ago. I remember, this is just for my own edification and and for the the audience at home, I remember going to an Islander-Winnipeg game, and I, of course, I got the tickets free because that's the only way I would go to an Islander game. And I think it was Pierre Hamel, I'm not sure about the first name, and started a game against the Islanders, or was it, uh, oh boy, my my memory goes, I'll think of his name later. Uh, I saw the Islanders get two short-headed goals in the same Winnipeg power play. That was amazing. So Marcus Matson may have been the other goaltender. I think they switched. They they pulled the goaltender. It was a colossal decimation at the hands of the Islanders, who were a buzzsaw in that period. Please don't tell my Ranger fans about that. So, Clinton Keller, uh, I, I'm not sure. Cutsy, look it up. Cutters in the chat room. He can verify. Go over to the the with the you know the sports summary project or whatever they're doing over there. See if you can find it. It's like an 8-2 game at the Coliseum, somewhere in that range. Uh, look for a couple shorthanded goals if that's if that's correct. It may have been their second year. I'm not sure. I'll look it up later. But we're not talking about the memories of me. We're talking about hockey cards. I mean, this is rock'em, sock'em hockey cards. If you've been reading my tweets, and by the way, you should be joining me on the Rock'em Sock'em Hockey Cards, HC, at Rock'em Sock'em HC. That's my Twitter handle. Lots of big endorsements. Sport Magazine says I'm the greatest thing since sliced pie. This podcast, can you believe it? As well as Omni Magazine saying that this is pure hockey, pure energy, 
Pure Hockey or something like that. Omni Magazine. Both these magazines are right on the forefront. Actually, both of them have been out of print for probably 20, 25 years. But listen, self-promotion is the name of the game, ladies and gentlemen. Um, we, you know, That's how it works. That's what we do here. And uh, Cutter in the chat room is now hicked. Hooked me up with this game, December sixteenth, nineteen eighty six two. This doesn't tell me shorthanded, does it? There's one. Yeah, there it is. Bob Bourne with a shorthanded goal, and then twenty six later seconds later, Anders Caller with another shorthanded goal. I gotta tell you, Cutsy, this is hysterical that we can pinpoint the time in my life that I was at the Nassau Coliseum to watch one of the worst teams, Pierre Hamel. I even got the goalie right. Holy moly. I I can't believe that. That is fantastic. And I saw that. 1980, I was 15 years old. 15. I can't even remember. Now I can't even remember what I did last hour. My wife is coming out of the refrigerator with a, a bottle of like an ounce of juice that I left in there because I didn't finish it off. <laughs> I just I can't remember anything. All right, we will get now. Cutsy, do you now do you now believe that I am the hockey guru of all hockey gurus that I can remember that? Well, the chat room is a buzz about my knowledge, but it's not all about me. It's all about the hockey world, hockey card world, and uh, and what goes on, and and really the sports card world, the trading card world, if you will. It's all about that, and I believe I have on the line the guy that's going to tell me all about what he has done in this wonderful hobby and his wonderful site, and hopefully will not yell at me for not. Uh, for not uh, getting Richard and Karen, who I apologize profusely for not doing my research on this. And I, I didn't realize they were international and it would be a problem. I have Skype, so I just assume everybody else has Skype. And uh, I don't know. Uh, but we're going to work around it. And we're going to get it done next week or two weeks, whatever it takes. Because I love these guys. And I love what Scott does. And we're going to bring them on the air right now. Scott K, welcome to the program. Welcome to Rock'em Sock'em Hockey Cards. Hey, Eddie, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Uh, you you got to remember, though, the, the Coyotes may be really bad, but they're still probably not going to be as bad as the 74-75 Capitals. That's true. That is true. Nowadays, uh, they do have a shot. The 74-75 Capitals were very bad. Again, that was when I just was getting into hockey. So, uh, yes, they uh, they only won a uh, – how many games did they win? Do you actually know? I'm not – it was it was single they, digits, wasn't it? It, 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 it they, It's funny. They won eight games. And let's put this into context. The Golden Knights sent out a tweet last night saying that they've, that they've reached the same number of wins that the Capitals did in their first season in October. <laughs> That is so true. I mean, that it really is something. I didn't even think about that. And I mean, yeah, they, I mean, 
it's fantastic what the, the what the Vegas Knights are doing. I mean, it's unbelievable. I, I, and, I'm I'm dumbfounded. I am truly dumbfounded. I mean, this was a team that I mean, you know, before we get, I love talking hockey, so you know, we could talk hockey you know, and get into the whole the whole the hobby. But it's it's amazing because. A lot of people were saying that this team had no chance in heck. They were they were terribly assembled. They didn't have anybody. They had James Deal, and that was it. I was in Vegas. There was only three other teams that had worse odds to win the Cup, which I found kind of odd that there were three established teams that had worse odds to win the Stanley Cup than the expansion team. But And they're winning with, you know, uh, you know every way possible. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong. They've got some. They've got some decent players, but these were. Keep in mind, these were these were guys that either had high contracts or, in the case of my Sabers, they had to let a guy and uh, let a guy uh, unprotected in William Carrier, who probably could be playing third line minutes for the Sabers right now, and and he's he's in Vegas playing a third fourth line role there. And, um, you know, I mean, it's not, it's not like in other years where they've, they really got the bottom of the barrel. They actually had a chance of put, pick, putting together a solid roster. And, I, and, and realistically, I think most people would have, if you would have said most people, or let me rephrase this, I think most people would have said they would have been trading off some of those names, like a James Neal or even a Marc-Andre Fleury towards the end of the year to recoup more assets. I think that I think most people would have been in that same boat. I know I was. Right. I mean, it's true. Even even you, you talked about the Sabers, the Rangers in Oscar Lindbergh was a guy that everybody liked in the playoffs last year. I again, I I know Richard and Kareem may be listening to this show either now or later. Uh, Oscar Lindbergh played very well against the, their Canadians last year in the playoffs and was uh, instrumental, very good in the playoffs. Could, again, a solid third, fourth-line guy. He's on Vegas, along with William Carrier, and uh, you got uh, he's got four goals now, Lindbergh, which is probably more than most Rangers have uh, combined so far this right. year. Um, here's a stat I want to throw at you, and this is courtesy of the chat room. The Knights have two road wins already, but the 75 Caps only had one. So if you're in the stat, they've already they've already doubled the road wins already in this young season. So uh, so uh, now you're a saber you're a saber fan. Let me ask you about the, your card collecting. All right, what now? As far as hockey cards go, what kind of collector are you, Scott? Um, I, I've evolved over. I personally, I've evolved over the years. Um. When I when I was a kid and, and a teenager, um, I was big into baseball. Actually, uh, a lot of baseball yeah. sets, and 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 I've gotten back into baseball over the last couple of years. Um, it helps when it helps when the Indians have actually had a couple of good years. Uh, they kind of get yeah. you back into baseball. But um, when I when I first got back into collecting in two thousand seven, um, my wife and I had found out we were going to be uh, we were chosen to adopt our first child, so I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna, oh, I'm gonna go." Uh, oh, my plan, my plan was, I want to get a, I want to get a set put together for for the babies this way to have it as commemoration of their birth year in 2007. 
and oh, okay. look where I am now. And look where I am now. Exactly. So. Now you're running a site, you're, you're coding, you're doing all this stuff. I don't know what you're doing over there, but now you're so involved and, and have built this what I consider a massive empire at sportscardforum.com. I mean, you've got, this is like me. Like, I, collect, I collected baseball cards. I collected hockey cards as a kid. Uh, but I was not a guy who would go out and buy a set. I was a guy who would buy a pack as a kid and then do stupid things with them, like flip them, put them on my bicycle, hang them up in my room. I have a Gretzky rookie with a pinhole through it that uh, I still lament to this day. Um, but then in 2009, I walk into a hockey card shop, and I go, what's, I mean, a, 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 a sports, a hobby shop, and I say, what's the big thing with hockey cards now? And they said, oh, it's the chase cards. I said, well, let me buy a pack. And then the next thing you know, I'm addicted, and here I am now. Yep. So so we're two birds of a feather, as far as I'm concerned. Now, uh, now, uh, getting back to the just in general, are you a player collector or you a set collector or you a team collector? What kind of collector would you generally think you say you are? Over the over the years, I I had evolved to being more of a a, a player collector. Um, my 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 guy was Gilbert Perot. Um, so, but over over the over the last couple of years, especially with with the, with running the site now. Um, I, t- I took over Sports Card Forum late in 2015, uh, just to kind of give, give everybody that's listening kind of a little bit of context on my ownership of the site. Um, okay. I haven't really done a lot of my own personal collecting because running the site does take up a, a, a lot more time than I would than I would care to admit. Um, right. But but one of the things that I've been trying to do is I've been trying to slowly piece together some autographs from from the uh, former former Bills, former Sabers, Indians, and former Indians, just to have at least one from everybody who's played um, in the uniform, as long as the card is of them in that uniform. Uh, right. So for for example, I'm still trying to find a Dave, the David Legwan OPC update <laughs> autograph. Um, because it's the only That's time your... he was ever he ever signed as a saber, so right. I got I still got to find one of those cards. Yeah, that's like your great white buffalo is to find the David Leguan as in a saber uniform. How do you feel about in the game yeah. where it doesn't really show the logo? The, a lot of their products, uh, leaf uh, in the game products, they have like the colors but no logo. Uh, are you fine with that? I. I think it depends on uh, it depends on the way the player is positioned. Um, if, oh. if it's if it's the if the, if the play, like for example, we've had um, Jack Eichel on the exclusive, um, and they've done I think they've done some really nice things with the Eichel cards themselves. Um, the the ones I the ones I true I do like a lot more is when he's on the side or they got the back because this way you don't have to worry about the logo and all that. The ones the ones where it shows the front and you, you can tell that and you, obviously the the logo has to be airbrushed off because of the because of the licensing restriction. Um, those are those are ones that I mean for me personally I don't care for. Um, but I I understand what they I understand what Brian Gray and uh, and and really Upper Deck when they 
look at when they start building out uh, cards for um, for sports if they don't have they don't have a a, a license for to do um, they got they got to work within the confines of what they have. Right, and I I like their products. I think their products. I mean the the materials and the jerseys and the patches. Uh, I, I think are a lot of times superior to what uh, you know Upper Deck is putting out. But, uh, putting out, but you know uh, Upper Deck has got the name. They play the game, and uh, but it, it's interesting to get people's take on that because uh, a well, lot of and, people logo. Go ahead. No, I was gonna, I was going to say. I mean, I agree with you in in, in the standpoint of. Some, some of the things that in the game has had done in the past when, when Brian uh, when Dr. Price was running uh, in the game before Leaf took uh, took over and, and 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 acquired the assets, but even even with some some of the in game use products, I mean there, there's just some incredible pieces, especially the old time players. I mean you just you just can't see in from a from a modern player card standpoint. So. I mean, yeah, I mean, you're you're right on with that because I actually have a a Phil Esposito card from when he was a Ranger that actually has like the anniversary patch of Madison Square Garden or the, might even be the franchise, and it's like it's a big like half the patch almost, and it's it, it's you know you could never get that in Upper Deck. It would be sliced up like fifteen into fifteen different swatches in order to get that. So uh, it is. It is a great product, and I, I definitely, I hear you on the old time players. Now you say you took over in 2015. Uh, how did that come right. about? What made you want to do it? I mean, and tell us maybe a little bit of the history of Sports Card Forum before you got there. Well, uh, Sports Card Forum uh, was actually started back in 2003. Um, 2003, it started off, and it, the way I understand it, it actually started as a as an alternative to the ETOP site that had um, that w- had it started with the the ETOPS cards uh, with baseball. And, and again, if anybody's listening, and, and if I'm not 100% on the history, go email me, and I'll correct it at a later point. Um, the <laughs> so that's where the site that's where the site had had started from an evolution standpoint. Um, the 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 previous owner Mike, um, he had made a po- how I how I got interested in the site was um, he had actually made a public post back in twenty fifth around this time about this time of year twenty fifteen saying he was interested in, in moving the site along to another owner and just for S's and G's I emailed him to see how, what he wanted for it and. And it's it just it evolved from there, um, just working just working through it and 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 really piecing things together and making it work and getting and getting the buy-in from my wife to actually go through with it. Um, that was that did, that took a little convincing on on, on the wife's side. Um, well, of course. I mean, uh, you know, even even the subscription for this block talk I had to clear for the wife. I mean, you know, the wife you know, is a very important card. You got to, you know, run it by. Yeah. Yeah, and and and, I, and one of the things I said to her, kind of jokingly, I said, "Well, I mean, 
it, it, here's, this is, it's really my hobby, and it's really what I enjoy doing. And I, and I said, I mean, I could have other hobbies. I mean, I could be running, I could be running around doing, doing other things. At least you know where right. I am. Exactly. You could be at the Spearmint Rhino. You could be doing other things. You know, you don't know what's going on. I mean, uh, you're doing I, something mm-hmm. very harmless, and uh, they, you know, she knows where you are. Yep. I mean, it, it can it can get expensive. I mean, I mean, I, I've purchased my share of uh, cup tins in the in the past, and, and we'll we'll keep it at we'll keep it at that, and then we'll and we'll go do, from do, there. Does you? Um, <laughs> Does your wife uh, share in your hobby at all, or because my wife is is fantastic? I mean, she's breaking the cards with me, and she loves to organize. So I totally make out on both ends. Uh, my my wife will help. Will open a few packs here and there, but she she would she she would rather let let my daughter get involved with it, and and that's and that's. Where my, I mean, my collecting is. is we'll, I'll go to um, the local card shop here um, in the Buffalo area. I mean, the the only local, well, I shouldn't say the only local card shop. There's a few of them, but the one that has a lot of boxes is, is a small place called David Adams Card World. So anytime that we go in uh, to DNA, uh, my nine-year-old's like, "Can I get a box of this? Can I get a box of that?" Um, no, <laughs> you can't get a box of all these things. Um, but I mean, she's gotten she's gotten the Star Wars. So we've actually taken we've taken some time. We've broken up we've broken down some Star Wars cards and um and and one of the things I've done with her is um just because just to help her with some of her math and all that because I mean really what a lot of things with cards especially if anybody who's listening that has younger kids it, it's it's really easy to to help with counting. It's easy to work with mathematical facts, especially adding, adding, subtracting some multiplication, uh, and, and those things that I, I, I try to work that in, in with her when we're trying to piece sets together and, and those particular pieces. Yeah, that's fantastic. You know, and, and, you know, my wife is a math teacher. She's a mathematical genius as far as I'm concerned. And she, I think that's what she likes. And I'm quite, I'm, it's great that you can incorporate the kids with your you know your, your kids with your hobby and every it's a win-win situation um now I, I now i want to talk a little bit about your sabers you mentioned jack eichel oh, i love jack eichel man i gotta tell you this guy's the real deal uh, uh as far as the sabers go they have not been able to put it together and uh, i've actually had a little tit, tit for tat on twitter with the guy who carry uh, covers the buffalo sabers mike harrington uh, I don't know if you know this gentleman. He's yeah, he, he's we'll, quite a we'll, moron. We'll leave it. We'll leave. Yeah, we'll leave it at that. <laughs> We're, I don't want to. Yes, I got, you don't want. Yeah. See, you're you're a class A gentleman. I know that. But me, however, I don't get along with the guy. The guy is. I think he's just basically a troll on Twitter. But let let's leave it at that. Let's get back to the hockey. Uh, <laughs> uh, what is going on with the Sabers? I mean, I mean. How come with the, the 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 bad finishes that they can't put it together? What what do you what's your analysis on on that? Part part of it's been injuries, part of it, mm-hmm. but part of it is part of it is they they just can't find a I I hate to say that they they haven't been able to put together a a solid back end. 
And if you've got right. a solid, and again, you look at if you've got a team that has a solid back end, um, it, it works its way out. I mean, I, I hate to say it, Robin Leonard is not going to is not going to be the answer long term. Um, in goal, I mean, he he has he has his moments of brilliance. Don't get me wrong, but there are times where he just gives up a bad goal at the wrong time. Um, so. So that I mean that's part of the issue, and and part, and part of the issue that the Sabers have had this year. I mean, again, just to kind of give you an idea of who's playing on defense today for for the Sabers, I mean Zach Redmond and Matt Tennyson are on are on are playing, and these are yeah. these are guys who have been border borderline AHL players and throughout their throughout their career, and they're. They're in. They're playing. Uh, I mean, they're, they're playing. Sabers are playing the Sharks right now, and they're they're playing. Wow. Yeah. Well, that that's so tough. It, it's funny because I remember when they got the new ownership uh, with Lindy Ruff, and and on my other program, I, I had James Patrick on several times, and they were really excited about getting the new owner because the, finally the purse strings were going to come loose they were going to go get everybody and then they wound up signing uh who was that defenseman that was terrible for them with a big free Christian agent Christian and Billy Lano yeah yeah Billy Lano the forward from Detroit big free agent and Christian Airhoff and led uh, that they went down a path that was like really bad they went up canning Lindy Ruff and now Lindy Ruff is yep. behind the bench as an assistant with the Rangers now Looming, waiting for Elaine Vigneault to uh, <laughs> stick it up a little bit more, but that's a that's a uh, 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 another program. Uh, so uh, yeah, the Sabers, I, I just they kind of confound me. I, I don't much, I don't see a lot of their games, but I'm like, you know, eventually this team's got to get better. I'm saying, I mean, they keep finishing at the you know in the bottom of the league, but uh, injuries. And they never yeah, really I mean, ever I mean, they, addressed the goaltending issue after they lost Ryan Miller as well. They they haven't had anybody in net that I can recall. Well, I mean they've they've had uh, uh, during the during the, the quote unquote tank year, they had Michael Michael Neuvert. He started playing well. They traded him. Uh, they, they traded, and then uh, I can't even remember who else they they had in the net that year. Oh, uh, Jonas Enroth. They had Jonas yeah, he, was, he was playing well. They, tra- they, they traded him to Dallas for Anders Lindbergh, who had been who who had been a basically a stiff in the net. He couldn't play. He wasn't able to play goalie. He gets to Buffalo. He, he starts he starts lighting the world on fire. It's like no, we don't <laughs> no. It seems like it works that way. When your guy goes to another team, all of a sudden he he becomes like you know he's fantastic, you know and and right. Hey, but, uh, but yeah. at, but at least the but at least the Sabers didn't put a waiver claim on, on Andy Niemi. So I mean, there's something to be said about that. Right, that's true. I mean, uh, and then you know, going back and going back to my character, the whole thing that arose with me and him was the Jimmy Vesey signing and him not signing with Buffalo. Uh, after uh, being traded there by Nashville. Uh, and it turns out uh, VC had a pretty good season last year, 
uh, I thought this year, I, I don't think he's being used all that well by the coach and is kind of suffering a little bit. But it's interesting how you know, little little you know little trades, little deals can get uh, people fired up. And sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. I mean, you see a lot of these highly. Go ahead. Yeah, and, and, and again, I mean the the VC the VC deal. Uh, I mean that was a deal uh, when the Sabers made the deal. It was it was for a third round pick. They had three or four third round picks that year. If if they didn't get the, if they didn't sign him or VC didn't want to sign him, he wanted to go somewhere else. You know what? It it was worth the risk. Right. It was absolutely worth the risk. And it, I, I don't fault Tim Murray at all for for making that deal because he was trying to make the, the team better. I mean, but VC ha- ended up holding the cards. Um, and, and and again, I think there's something that needs to be done about the NCAA regulation around that. Um, because it's not just VC. I mean, you look at Will Butcher. You look at right. uh, some other guys that have uh, even go back several years. Um, uh, the kid that plays in Toronto, Jake Garner, didn't, didn't want to play in Anaheim. So I mean, you you look at you look at um, the teams that have that drafted NCAA kids, and then if they declare they want to come out, um, you, you know it's. Yeah, it, I think it is I mean, what it is. Well, it is, and uh, you know, for the Rangers who squandered their number one picks for like ten years in a row, it was good for us because we wound up getting Kevin Hayes, who was a draft pick by the Blackhawks. We wound up, we right. win them running for Justin Schultz. I think Justin Schultz, who did he not want to play with, and he wound up on Edmonton initially. I forgot who it was, but uh, I think, he was one I of the. Think was, I, I think that. I think that might have been Anaheim. I have to. I'll, I I I have to go back and take a look, uh, just to see, um, just to see if that was the if that was the case. But again, it's. But again, that that's another that's another that's another guy, um, who yeah he was drafted by Anaheim. Right. And didn't want to play for. Yeah. Him. Yeah. And so it, it it is maybe you're right. I think there should be something done about it. It also affects the cards. I mean, you know, uh, you know, you, some of these guys, uh, you know, they may have their picture taken when they're drafted, and uh, you know, they're either traded or real quick, or they they hold out, and then all of a sudden, you you know, you're stuck with a a, a rookie in in the wrong uniform, so to speak. So uh, right. I don't think it happened. I don't think it happened in uh, Vizi's case, however. Uh, I don't. Yeah, no. certainly not with BC, but uh, it, it 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 certainly needs to be looked into. Uh, now I want to ask. Now, as far as the sports, how do you go about assembling a team? Now, like we were going to have Richard and Kareen on, and then how do the different sports and and you guys do non-sports cards as well, right? Yeah, Just we do have a, a section cards. for non-sports. Um, Part of the acquisition when I acquired Sports Card Forum was not, was uh, several other domains. One of them being Non Sports Card Forum, um, and and that was and that was a I don't want to say a little used site at at that point. It had dwindled in membership, so I made the decision to basically just merge the two sites under the Sports Card Forum umbrella. Um, create create some of the create some recreate some of the forms that were there on Sports Card Forum. So this way. Uh, 
the, those collectors who are non-sports, if they're into movie cards or if they're into Magic or Yu-Gi-Oh, um, they they have a they have a space that they can um, potentially trade as well. Um, but again, it's it's a I don't want to say it's an underutilized area, but it, it's it's not a um, um, it's not a hotbed. It's not a hotbed. Correct. Right, and I think maybe because like. I, I mean, this is just conjecture on my part. Is that um, that with sports, it's ever, it's always fluid. There's something happening with your team during the season. There's game, there's injuries. There's players getting hot. There's a new enthusiasm for the rookies on your team. Uh, goaltenders may be getting hot. Uh, you you collect old time players with the the newest with the non. Traditional. It's a movie. It's a TV show. It's uh, you know uh, like you know these Magic the Gathering Yu-Gi-Oh cards. I don't think there's that background uh, fuel that's just propelling people and the passion for that that type of collection. You see, I I agree, but I disagree with that at the same time because some of those folks who are into some of the non-sports, um, like let's say Star Wars or when you start getting into Magic or Yu-Gi-Oh, uh, the gaming type cards, I mean there there are some there are some places um, that will sell more of those types of cards than they will sports cards because because of the clientele that they get in. Um, again, a lot of, again, it, everybody's a little bit different in what they collect, but I mean there I mean there's absolutely a market for that. It's just uh, the market for non-sports is different than sports cards. Right. And how dare you disagree with me on this on this program? But on the uh, other I, hand... I apologize. No, 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 Scott, I'm only kidding. But I will tell you, <laughs> on the other hand, you did inform me. But uh, what I was talking about more of the, the, the banter that goes on in a forum where uh, people are excited about the product. Now, Star Wars, of course, is the anomaly. Everybody loves Star Wars. Star Wars is a, you know, it's a, it's a total phenom. And, 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 and everything, you know, there are a lot of movies out there. And, and like you said, that Magic the Gathering. I know a place in a flea market that has cards just dedicated to that whole genre of, like, you know, fantasy RPG or whatever you may call it. So, uh that now going back to my question about how do you assemble these teams? Were they in place when you came, and or did you kind of get a feeler out of who was kind of leading the charge over there and, and put them in? in? Now, uh, a lot of the team, a lot of the teams that were in place, because um, everybody that that helps out on sports card form, they 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 are all they're there because they love the hobby, they they love the site. Um, there's some things that I, I try to do for them to uh, for, for me to thank them. I probably don't do enough of it, um, but a lot of a lot of those folks they they've been they they were there uh, prior to me taking over. Um, there there have been some changes that have been made. I've brought some people in. For example, um, one one of the people that was not on site when I came when I came on board was was Corrine, um, and I brought her back on because. I, I because she's she's such a bright mind in my opinion when it comes to 
um, or article organization because um, we, we did have a writing team. And then she's really helped out immensely with some of the relationships with Upper Deck, uh, some, of the, some of the contests between her and Richard. I mean, they're, uh, they're phenomenal. Um, ah. I mean, just to kind of get just to kind of give you an idea of what they've done with. I mean, they basically just asked me, "Hey, we're gonna we want to do this. Are you good with it?" Last year, we we, we ran a full season contest. Uh, it's basically a series of contests, and there's a big grand prize at the end of it. And you basically kind of accumulate points. Kind of, I don't want to say kind of like a NASCAR style, where each each leg of a contest you get a certain number of points. But that's the best comparison I can make to it. Um, two, uh, two years uh, two years ago, it was um, or two seasons ago, it was a um, a Frameworth jersey, uh, one of those mystery boxes from Frameworth. Oh wow! Um, this this year, um, with with in, in conjunction with Leopard Deck, um, whoever wins the full season contest this year is going to get a. Um, one of those random cat act of kindness boxes from Upper Deck, where basically they get to work with Upper Deck and put something together that would fit their collection. So, wow. I mean, it's, yeah, and, and those are things that I, I had, I, again, I had input basically giving the blessing, but to give you an idea of what Richard and Kareen and the entire hockey team have done, I mean, I mean, it's just—it's all for the members. It's all for the hobby. Uh, they get—they get more people involved, and that's at the end of the day, that's what—that's what we want to try to do. Yeah, I mean, that's incredible that they've gone out and forged these uh, relationship uh, relationship with Upper Deck, and uh, these prizes. You, you people out there listening, the thousands, the throng, the millions. Well, we don't know of millions, but I've looked into the analytics. We're in the thousands, at least. We're early on. Check out Sports Card uh, Forum. Uh, I mean, this is the place to be. You could, you could tell those prizes to be part of an upper deck collection. I mean, that would be my, my ultimate fantasy of getting into an upper deck hockey collection and having some input. Um, Scott, before we go, I wanted to ask you a uh, uh, one more question, and I guess the, this is the uh, this is the million dollar question. This is what people want to know. The controversial question that I think is that Beckett Media puts out their own kind of like hockey guide, how, uh, you know, uh, a collection thing where you can organize your cards. They limit it, I think, to a hundred or two hundred for free, and then the rest is uh, is you have to pay. Uh, right. Was this now? Your site is completely free. Am I correct? It is one hundred percent free um, for any user. Uh, we have an inventory manager. If, if anybody wants to put in their cards in an inventory, we've got. I've got a team, um, and, and that inventory team they work with um, all, all the manufacturers, making sure that their checklists are inputted into our site and. And, be, and allow people to catalog and categorize their collections, um, be able to do a number of different things with it, take images, and we and we and we do some things with with those as well. Um, and again, we're always we're looking to expand on that piece. I'm always talking and trying to piece together and kind of 
again, try to draw more traffic to sports car forums. But, but as I was mentioning, everything that you see on the site, it, it's free. I mean, now if you are, I, I have no problem accepting any VIP memberships from, from end users that want to support sports card form and what we're doing from a development standpoint. But everything that we do is it, it, the, the, the funds that are on the site, it's, all, it's banner ads. We do, we this do is what I, everything that we can from that standpoint. And I don't think we really have hit that as much as we should. Is that if you've got hockey cards, if you've got any kind of cards out there, and you want to catalog them, you want to trade them, you want to eBay them, you want to do whatever you want to do with them, this is a free site that you can go to. You don't have to go to Beckett and sign up. This is something that Scott and the people over there have our uh, – it's free. And you know as card collectors, we're cheap as they come. We don't like to spend the money. And here's a wonderful site. You can catalog your cards for free. And everybody should be using this. I use it. Well, I don't trade much on it. I've, I've cataloged. I have so many cards. It takes me so long to catalog. Is there any? Has anybody come up with something like I could transfer my cards like really quickly from an Excel sheet or something? Has that ever uh, been discussed, Scott? Yeah, we've we've discussed. Uh, always, we're always looking to enhance and make make changes and make things easier. Part of the issue, part of the issue that we've run into in the past uh, with any type of a tr with transfers of going from an Excel spreadsheet or anything along those lines is making sure that. The, the, the spreadsheet that you, that you build matches the same spreadsheet that, let's say, Joey Bag of Donuts has, has made. Um, because if, let's say, your player name field is in column B and Joey's is in column C, how does the system know which one is going to go to which? So, right. and, that's, and that's something that, again, there's a lot of development that has to be done from that standpoint. I mean, it's on my long-term roadmap, but I'll be honest with you, I don't have a, I don't have a timeline of adding that piece in. I would love to be able to add that in. I would love to be able to uh, put, put a mobile app together because I would love to be able to have something where if you're, if you're at a show, for example, in two weeks I'm going to Toronto for uh, the Toronto yeah. Expo. If the I Expo, buy something yeah. in Toronto, I, want to be, I would love to be able to take a picture of it Put in my catalog. Boom! It's right. It's already there at the shelf. Uh, here's another question I wanted to ask you about the pricing that you guys. Where do you get your pricing from? How do you determine the pricing? Is it uh, uh, from Beckett? From some other source? Where is? Nope. It the price. Any pricing that has that's put in. That's all user inputted data. Now, legal legally, from. If we were to t if we were to take back data and try and actually utilize their data, uh, it would be. they actually te they te they technically have a copyright on that data because it's something it's something right. they publish. So right. that's something that we we can't we can't utilize it. And actually, one of the form rules that we do have is somebody's asking for for back value data. It's I mean we have to we have to nix that particular type of a post because it does it potentially does run into a legal issue for us. Right. Um, right. Yeah. So, so, there, so there's that piece of it, but when you start, but when you start talking about user data, 
I mean, there's so many different sources out there to get values, whether it's going to eBay, whether it's going to uh, ComC, whether it's seeing other, other places where things have sold. I mean, they kind of get an idea. And right. at, at, the, at the end of the day, it's, it, it, any, any card is only worth what somebody's willing to sell it for and or what somebody's willing to pay for it. That's right. It's the bottom line. It's, it's supply and demand. That's what it is. It's you know, uh, you know, if somebody wants it bad enough, you know, they'll they'll overpay. And if, if somebody thinks it's too high, they're just going to pull it by. Well, yep. Scott, I got to tell oh. you, you've spent almost forty-five minutes talking to me, which is, I I totally thank you for. I mean, very informative stuff. I want to thank you for all you're doing for me over there at at the, at the site promoting the show, uh, taking my uh, my links and all that stuff and getting everything. I'm not a technical no. savvy guy. I, I, again, you could, you know, you may glean that I, I'm good at the gift of gab, but I'm not so much uh, with the, the technical stuff. But uh, I want to I, I wanna thank you for all that you're doing over there and all that you're doing for the hobby in general. Yeah. Two other things before, before I go. First, uh, your bill's uh, your bill's being sent out this week for all that. So <laughs> I'm, I'm joking. <laughs> but the, no, that's fine. But the second, but the second, but the second thing is um, a site promotion that we're going to be I'm going to be posting up on Sports Card Forum probably for uh, for Wednesday. I'll probably be up probably Tuesday night. Um, we're going to have a November uh, November card giveaway. And that November card giveaway is some guy named Bobby Orr. Uh, we've got wow. a uh, a cup a cup renditions auto of Bobby Orr. It is it is completely free. Uh, you have the uh, you'll have the ability of basically registering once per day for all 30 days over the month of, uh, month of November. There'll be other ways that you'll be able to get um, entries into into winning the Orr and. Uh, around the first week of December, I'll I'll pick a winner, and, and somebody's going to get a Bobby Orr autograph, just in time for Christmas. Excellent! I'll be waiting for the bill, and I'll be waiting for the Bobby Orr because I feel like I got a good shot right now. I feel like we've made a connection. There you go. But no, no. <laughs> well, Scott, thanks again, and everybody out there listening, come on, Bobby Orr, you can register. What you can enter once a once a day. Visit the site. It's gonna be visit. Yeah, it's well, gonna be once a day. Once a yeah, day. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be once a day. All right. Well, Scott, once again, thanks so much for joining me, and taking the time out. I hope to get to Richard and Kareen either next week or the week after that. We will succeed where others have failed. That's what we do here. And uh, yeah, good luck and thanks again. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Have yourself a good afternoon. You too. Take care. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. Kay from Sports Card Forum. You heard that, listeners. You see that in the chat room. Cutter, you got that down? Going down? Go down there. Sports Card Forum. Bobby Orr, number four. The greatest defenseman I ever saw, and I only saw him at the end. Other than Wayne Gretzky. Probably the greatest player to ever live. As far as I'm concerned, innovated the position and the whole bit. I don't have to go into it. 
to uh, you know everybody's kind of come to that conclusion. Now, I wanted to talk a little bit about the cup today. Uh, the cup is out. Uh, I've seen some of the cards. It's again traditional cup. It's full, chock full of the premium patches. I'll be posting pictures on the uh, the Facebook page of the cup release 2016-17. The cup they're still coming out with last year's product. I mean, really, when does it end? Do they want us to have our bank account stripped? Bare bones, nothing, as hockey products from last year are still coming out, and we're one-eighth of the season already done, practically, uh, of the next season. People are still uh, uh, going nuts, and, uh, going crazy over their Austin Matthews rookie cards, opening the pack of the cup tins, and... Uh, it's already in, he's in his second year. I can't do a time warp back. I'm sorry. Product comes out too late. I don't care how nice it is. Product, if you're releasing last year's product. Now, listen, listen, I, you know, I'm sick of the gluttony. Upper deck, listen, I mean, I know you forge relationships. We love you for that with the Sports Card Forum, but seriously, if anybody from Upper Deck listening to me, which I know there's thousands of you. Well, not thousands of people from Upper Deck, but uh, a couple probably. What I would do is uh, just cut a couple out. Ultimate Collection, nobody wants that. Ice, uh, not much with the ice. BG Platinum, come on. It's too parallel for me. So, you know, do that for me. Do me a favor and release these guys, uh, you know, when they're actually rookies. So that's, that's my, my two cents. And listen, if you want to respond to anything you heard here on this great show, this fantastic, wonderful show that I put together and that you guys are a part of, join the Facebook page, Rock'em Sock'em Hockey Cards, or tweet me at Rock'em. Sockham, H.C. I'm forging a lot of friendships on that Twitter. It's unbelievable. I actually was talking to a uh, football prognosticator, R.J. Bell, yesterday. Uh, You may say, uh, Ed, why are you doing that? And I'm saying, I like other things than collecting hockey cards. So we're going to try to get Richard and Karina on next week and, and talk about more hockey cards and all that stuff. Now, you might be thinking, oh, Ed's going to wind it down now. He's going to kind of slow it down. No, I won't. I want to talk about some of these rookies. Now, I mentioned earlier in this broadcast that I pulled a Ruby Clayton Keller from a blaster after I swore off artifacts blasters because they're junk, they're crap. I'm making more friends with Upper Upper Deck as I say that. Well, I did pull a Clayton Keller Ruby, so there you go. Seven goals, four assists. He's leading the rookie card uh, countdown as far as I'm concerned so far with seven goals. 
second, Mikhail Zergenchev of the Lightning. There you go. A defenseman, four goals and six assists. What is Tampa? Basically, everybody on Tampa is doing well. He must be on the ice when uh, Stamkos and uh, Kucherov are doing their magic. Or maybe he's paired with Dan Girardi. Who knows? Why am I yelling? We've got Adrian Kemp of the L.A. Kings, a left winger. Six goals, three assists. I have no idea who this guy is. And then Brock Bozen. I'm not sure how I'm pronouncing that name right, but he's got two goals and seven assists. I see that uh, Charlie McAvoy, who was once really sought after, he's he's doing well, goal six assists. He's a leftover from last year who's made his way into the rookie cards uh, this year. Uh, Nico Hesher of the Devils, the Devils, two goals, five assists. I think he had two goals in one game. He's another guy to look at. Um, Nobody else really... uh, Striking out, I know Sonny Milano of Columbus, he was in the rookie set last year, uh, has six goals. Uh, Alexander Kerfoot, now Jeremy's not around, but I would love to get Jeremy's take on how uh, Alexander Kerfoot looks with the Lanch, who got shellacked by the Vegas Knights the other night. Knights, night, night, that whole stuff. So we've got uh, that. I wanted to look at the young guns. I'm going to try to pull it up right here real fast. Uh, Let's see. Looking at the young guns checklist for 217-18. That'll be out next week. And I, next week, I'm going to have at least one box in my, in my, uh, I think it's coming out next week. I'm going to have in my, um, in my possession, and I'm going to tell you what I got. That's right. So you got Hesher's in uh, Series 1, Kerfoot's in Season 1. I think I mentioned Adrian Kemp of the Kings. He's off to a pretty good start. Um, trying to think anybody else. Uh, Bowie. Uh, nobody really of note as I scroll down. Charlie McAvoy. Tyson Joe's not doing as well as I thought. Will Butcher from the Devils, who's not related, and Bozer of the Canucks. Um, Will Butcher, who I thought perhaps was related to Garth Butcher. I mean, a defenseman. I mean, you don't remember, you never forget a last name named Butcher. But I, I've been doing research on it, and it looks like Will is not related to Garth. So uh, he is a Butcher of a different ilk, so to speak. Um, this Sergachev, he may have he may have a card in 2016-17. And I'm going to look that up right now. Please indulge me as I uh, peruse the interwebs and find out. Now, I can't, I mean, really, what's keeping you away from Sports Card Forum? I mean, it's free. You can catalog your cards for absolutely free uh you know my friends at beckett and my, at the past at the fat packs podcast maybe uh maybe you'll get a little bit mad at me but uh what the hell you know listen i'm willing to take that risk i'm a controversial host i'm feuding with people 
Uh, let's see. <laughs> well, with Mike Harrington. He looks like uh, he, he may be a Series 2 guy. Uh, I don't think he is. They did have a card last year. Let's see. Well, he's in OPG. Huh. Yes. He is in 2016-17. All right. So I am correct. Right now, if you want to buy his card, Beckett has him listed for his upper deck young guns. Please. What is this? You've got to be kidding me. You've got to be kidding me. I'm running a radio show here. Ugh. I hate this database. That's another reason why you should use sports card. Well, he's in upper deck. You f- you figure it out. Know what I'm saying, player? Okay. Now, wasn't he the guy? No. Was that the guy? Who- that wasn't the guy, was it? Huh. This is why I wish I had a co-host. I could actually fill in this stuff. Uh, I'll have to look at it later. Well, but I'm pretty sure he's definitely in 2016-17. I don't know what his uh, his uh, his current pricing is going at. But uh, we shall see what we shall see. Oh, I know who he is. This is the guy who was on the Canadians last year and got traded to Tampa for Jonathan Druin. They were all so happy. Oh, I oh, I would love to talk to Richard and Kareen about this. They wanted that Francophile, the Jonathan Drouin, and they gave up this defenseman who was highly touted, and now he's on Tampa Bay. He's got four goals and six assists in 11 games for a defenseman. Meanwhile, Montreal's worse than my Rangers, which, by the way, they will be taking on each other later tonight in what should provide to be one of the most boring games of the year. But then again, nothing can get worse than seeing the Coyotes last the other night. It looked like a scrimmage, and the Rangers aren't good. So remind me, folks, next week to bring it up with Richard and Kareen, who are diehard Hab fans. One is from Vancouver, one is from Quebec. Oh, I can't wait to talk about this trade and what they think. Uh, absolutely going to make provide for some comedy as well as some uh, good banter, as they say. Well, we've come to the conclusion of the show. I don't know what we accomplished here today. Uh, we talked a lot about uh, the sports card form. I felt that we had to. I felt that it's a great service to provide. Um, it's a Saturday afternoon. I have to admit the chat room was not as chatty as it usually is. Uh, the phone calls, uh, I wish I would have had more phone calls tonight. I mean, we could have done more than better than zero. I look to improve on that. Maybe I should give out that number, and maybe people will call. But listen, it has been an absolute pleasure to spend this afternoon with you guys talking hockey cards, talking hockey, the greatest sport ever invented by God. Although God didn't invent it, uh, still. And I got to recall a memory from 1980 that was corroborated by the great Jeff Diamond. 
So that will conclude another episode of Rock'em Sock'em Hockey Cards. Uh, it is has been an absolute gauntlet of giddiness here. Take care, everybody, and I'll see you next week. Hopefully we'll get Richard and Kareen here. If not, we'll have some other fantastic stars as we press on with the greatest hockey card podcast ever in the history of the Internet. Join us next week. Take care, everybody.